Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, we're dipping back into the outdoor pop culture well and talking about two shows that came out this year, Race to Survive and Outlast, both of which had contestants surviving in Alaska, but with two wildly different approaches. So which of these two shows is the one to watch? Keep listening to find out. Before I get to that, though, I want to thank you for clicking play on this episode. And if you could take our relationship just one little step further and click the follow button on the app where you're listening and uh, maybe also leave a five-star rating and a review. I know it's kind of gross and cringy to ask you that. You hear it all the time. But by doing so, it brings visibility to the show. So thank you for even considering that and for listening to this podcast. All right, let's get into it. Survival TV is in the midst of a long-lasting moment. Starting with the reality TV juggernaut Survivor, we then got shows like Bear Grylls' Man vs. Wild and Les Stroud's Survivor Man, which then led to Alone and Naked and Afraid building off of what made those other shows interesting while also cracking the code on how to make these shows completely bingeable. I found alone about the time we were starting to emerge from the pandemic based on hearing other folks talk about the show, which they had discovered during lockdown. If you're not familiar with alone, they take 10 contestants to a remote wilderness area, drop each of them in a secluded location where they have to live and survive alone until there was only one contestant left. The winner originally got $500,000, and that eventually went to a million dollars in later seasons. Alone has been around since 2015, and there is just something about the simplicity of plopping a person in the woods and telling them to just figure it out, and then seeing how things unfold. It's also fun to see the talent improve over the years, with the first season featuring some contestants with no outdoor or survival skills who think they can manage, and then more recent seasons which feature enthusiasts who live as survivalists as a choice in their daily lives. Coming out in 2013, Naked and Afraid is equally as intriguing, but not because you get to watch experts put themselves to the test, but because it's more of a spectacle. There's no prize money for the contestants who are put into the backcountry naked and with a partner and told to survive for 21 days. This show frustrates the hell out of me. First, I don't know what the attraction would be to plot around naked outside for three weeks with no prize at the end. But it's also just silly. The novelty of the nakedness wears off really quickly, and it just doesn't hold the same attraction as Alone does. But in 2023, we have two new entrants into the survival TV sweepstakes, Race to Survive Alaska and Outlast, both of which are vastly more entertaining than Alone or Naked and Afraid, even though they themselves are vastly different shows. I found Race to Survive first. The show was streaming on Peacock, and when I watched the trailer, I was immediately transported back to the days of the Eco Challenge. If you're unfamiliar, from 1995 to 2002, every year we got a new season of the epic Eco Challenge, a week or so long adventure race in an exotic location featuring teams of four from all over the world. The beauty of an adventure race is while there is a lot of basic endurance sport activity like running, paddling, climbing, and biking, the teams also have to navigate using a map and compass to get to a series of checkpoints on their way to the finish line. So you have the opportunity for plenty of drama to play out when tired and irritable teams make navigation errors deep into the night. Race to Survive taps into this, even if most of the action is only on foot. The show features eight teams of two that have to use navigation to reach a crate full of medals, and the last team to arrive will find themselves without a finisher medal and be disqualified. Each team has a camera person embedded with them so you can get their running commentary, and these races go on until only one team remains. But here's the curveball that makes this show different. 
After a leg of the race is completed and a team has been disqualified, the remaining teams have to enter a multi-day survivor camp where they have to set up shop, make fire, find food, and that's how they recharge for the next leg of the race. So if you're good at racing and bad at the survival elements, you may run out of gas. But if you can just be fast enough to stay alive during the race, you have an advantage if you can do all the survival stuff really well. On the flip side, Outlast is more straightforward as it's basically alone but done in teams. 16 players, also in Alaska, split into four camps with a $1 million prize on the line. The caveat being that this is a last team standing competition where the only way to win is you have to be on a team at the end. It doesn't have to be the team you started on, but you can't win as a solo player. This show gets bonkers as people figure out there are no rules, so some start sabotaging other teams and trying to form alliances with other teams and working to get others to quit. It's kind of a beautiful train wreck where at times you don't feel good about watching it, but you also know you're not going to quit the show either. So which of these Alaskan survival shows is worth your time if you're only going to watch one? Well, that really depends on what you like in reality TV. If you're a survivor or a lone person, Outlast is probably what you're looking for. If you lean more towards the Amazing Race or the Real World Road Rules Challenge, Race to Survive is probably your best bet. Both shows have their upsides. Make any competition that's team-based is better than head-to-head. It's just more fun. You get both the competing teams and then the in-team dynamics for extra drama. And both shows have that going for them. And the way these shows are edited is crucial because the in-team drama is often deployed to keep the viewer on their toes. In Race to Survive, we get a father-son team that displays a classic relationship of the older dad seeing his son as just a kid who should listen to his fatherly wisdom with nothing but acceptance and respect. In Outlast, we get Jill, an overbearing leader on one of the teams with zero self-awareness who could justify any decision she made no matter how good, bad, or ugly it actually was. And let's be honest, the villains are the reason we stick with these shows. I made it to the end of Outlast absolutely dreading the notion that Jill could actually win, but also wanting her to be on screen more than anyone else. And the survival aspect being included in both shows is a check for both. So how about least favorite things? What didn't I like? Well, my least favorite part of Race to Survive was the incredibly over-the-top and hyperbolic narrator. There's someone doing a voiceover to keep the audience informed of what's happening with the competing teams, and for this guy, nothing could just be what it is or what it was. It's all the most dangerous or the biggest or scariest or whatever. And I guess they did that for those who don't go outdoors on a more regular basis, but it definitely got under my skin. For Outlast... The whole thing felt a little overly curated. Some of the conflicts that arose felt like maybe the production team had a hand in it. I could be wrong, but there were some super convenient moments. Also, the season ends with a Race to Survive-esque foot race between the last two teams to a bag that contains the prize. And it definitely had that vibe of, well, you know, we don't really want to be out here doing this anymore, so uh, how do we wrap this up quickly? Because if they truly let the two teams outlast each other alone style... That would have been way more fun. I don't know. Maybe one of the camera operators had to go pick up their kid from school or something. From an audience point of view, while Outlast has been renewed for season two, which I find interesting considering the fan reviews have been pretty negative. On Rotten Tomatoes, the show has an 80% critic score and a dismal 16% audience score. The show does dance that line between good fun and totally gross. Contestants steal from each other and destroy each other's camps. But it's nothing that I feel it couldn't be fixed for season two, which apparently we are getting. Race to Survive has not been renewed for season two, and on Rotten Tomatoes is doing much better with fans than Outlast, carrying a 94% audience score. The truth is, I actually had a good time watching both shows, and each episode ended with me being invested in starting the next one to see what happens next. Was there a bit of old-school Roman Colosseum battle going on in Outlast to get my bloodlust going? Yeah. 
And I guess that's ultimately why I'd recommend Race to Survive over Outlast. The race format was great, and the whole thing felt a little more thought through than Outlast. Both shows could probably do a better job from a casting point of view, but that is always the challenge of a new reality show. But hey, it's Thanksgiving week. You have time off. You're looking for things to watch. If you're looking for some time to kill on the couch in this holiday week, I'd say boot up Race to Survive on Peacock. All right, that's it for today. Have you watched either of these shows? Do you have thoughts on survival television? Please send your feedback on Outlast or Race to Survive and all other types of outdoor TV to myrockbite at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with more outdoor ideas that aim for the head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is less than Jake's own Krista Makes with the Rock Fight fight song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight!